Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you today on what is a huge Premier League Friday looking towards all the matches this weekend. Of course, we did already have a massive relegation point, uh, six-pointer today. I'm not going to talk about it just in case you haven't seen the match yet. So I will not want to, I will not ruin it for you. So let's preview the Saturday and Sunday matches in the Premier League. And there are a lot of them. By the way, hope you enjoy the show. I'm with you Monday through Friday, every 6 p.m. Pacific. That's 9 p.m. on the East Coast uh, weekdays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211. Also live on the Sirius XM app, iHeart TuneIn, American Forces. You know I'm everywhere you want to be. All right, well, as I said, it is a huge Massive weekend in the Premier League. Tomorrow, another relegation six-pointer. Everton traveling to St. Mary's to take on Southampton. Southampton in the drop zone. Everton just one point above it. Massive disappointment for Marco Silva, by the way. And uh, I can't believe Ralph Hasenhutl still has a job, but we'll talk about that later. Spurs, they're going to try to get their season back on track as they're going to hope this season's surprise package uh, promoted Sheffield United. I do think it's about time that Spurs kind of got back on track. This very well might be that game. And, of course, we've got other matches as well. We've got Leicester-Arsenal. That is a huge match. Epic proportions. Why? Because Leicester right now sitting in the spot Arsenal have been used to sitting in for all those years in the spot where they will win the Wenger Trophy. You know what that means. It means a top four finish. Newcastle, Bournemouth. Let's talk about Chelsea Palace. By the way, Christian Pulisic has a chance to become uh, the only American to score in, what, three or four successive games. I'm going to give you the stat when we come back. Also, a big stat on the line for Frank Lampard. Let's talk about that. Chelsea Palace. I do quite like Chelsea for this game, by the way. And, of course, the main entree, the main event of the evening or of the weekend, of course. We're talking Liverpool, Man City at Anfield. Some big injury news ahead of that match. Let's talk about it. When I get back, of course, that is the European champions against the English champions. It doesn't get more exciting than that. And I have picked three potential betting values for you. If you want to place a little punt, we'll take a look at the odds as well. All right, that's what's on the table today. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back for Street Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber. By the way, find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can also find Fifth Street Sports there. You can find us at Fifth Street Sports on Facebook. We're at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Lots of football, obviously, mentioned in the last segment. What a big weekend it is in the Premier League. It really is. I, I cannot state this enough. I cannot 
I suppose, overstate what a big weekend it is. And it's funny because the first uh, five, six weeks we had a sort of big six or a, quote, traditional big six, of course, because now the big six includes, uh, what, uh, Sheffield United and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Leicester City. That's how things are changing. Uh, but of these sort of traditional big six matchups, we had one almost every weekend and uh, for the first five weeks or so. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but, but this weekend, we're blessed with some enormous matches. Of course, earlier today was the big relegation six-pointer between uh, Watford and Norwich. Uh, there is Leicester City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. Uh, you know, other matches of note, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Burnley, West Ham United. We got a wonderful match with Newcastle United. Uh, let's not forget them. Uh, honestly, awesome uh, stuff to get to. And Everton, Southampton, which is, uh, for all intents and purposes, another relegation six-pointer. And if you can believe, if you can believe that I'm sitting here talking to you about Everton being in a relegation six-pointer coming in for week 12 in the Premier League, you know, if you if I told you that 12 weeks ago, you just wouldn't have believed me. Marco Silva, I'm, those two managers, Marco Silva and Ralph Hasenhutl, I'm surprised they still have a job. I don't understand why they do, because they've just been underachieving on an enormous level. But look, let's focus in on some of these uh, particular matches, shall we? And uh, I'll give you my breakdown for them. Let's start with Burnley at West Ham United. This match is at Turf Moor. Let me gather my thoughts here. Um, you know, it's interesting because in terms of these two teams, West Ham are just one spot above Burnley, but they haven't won since match week six. And Burnley have lost three in a row since they beat Everton. And I don't think that's, you know, that's, that's not exactly what I would say would be two informed teams. In terms of this match, injuries are going to play a part. Uh, Chris Wood's probably going to be in the lineup. Uh, Danny Drinkwater is not going to be ready. Neither is Berg Goodmundson is not going to be available. For West Ham, it's Jack Wilshire. They're going to assess him ahead of the game. You know, Pellegrini's going to do everything he can to get Jack Wilshire in the lineup because they need him. Um, Michael Antonio should be back, but no Fabianski, no Winston Reid. They're not going to be available. Uh, Burnley have won two of their last three Premier League matches against West Ham. They've only won one of their first seven against them, which is really uh, very interesting. Let's take a look at some of the odds here on this one. I've got Burnley uh, as the home favorites at plus 149. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm I've got West Ham at plus 189 and the draw at plus 258. Now, when I look at West Ham United, and, and I've said, look, Pellegrini's a, a really good manager. I, I know the evidence at West Ham United uh, the last six games, or pardon me, five games, would not suggest that as they haven't won in five. But keep in mind, before then, they hadn't lost in five. This is a very, very, very streaky team. In point of fact, they went six matches without a loss, climbing all the way up to fifth in the table uh, as of uh, the end of September. And then it's just everything went pear-shaped. They had losses against uh, a home loss to Crystal Palace. They had a uh, away loss at Everton. They drew Sheffield United 1-1. And then, of course, they lost at home to Newcastle 3-2. But I actually think... The time is right for West Ham United to turn it around. 
I'm going to go for a West Ham United win right now on the air. I'm telling you all, West Ham United will win this. Burnley, you know, they've been on a three-match losing streak. They lost to Sheffield United 3-0. They conceded four goals to Chelsea. Uh, They conceded two goals to Leicester. That's six. That's eight goals. Nine goals they've conceded in three games. I think Burnley are going the wrong way. I think West Ham have an opportunity to right the ship. I think they will do that. And the odds right now, let's see. That opened at plus 149. Uh, it's You can now get plus 133. So it's shifted down a little bit. It's tightened up a little bit. Uh, but I would definitely go for, pardon me, West, uh, West Ham, a plus 189. It's plus 186. You can get as much as a plus 211. Excuse me, I was looking at the wrong odds. Please forgive me. I would go with West Ham United, the away team on the win. I'm going to write that down, by the way, so that when we look back on these uh, on Monday, I'll be able to know what I said without listening to the show again. So I can at least, you know, I will hold myself accountable. Uh, Let's go to the next match. I love this match. This is a really exciting match for me. Uh, Newcastle against Bournemouth. And look, Neither one of these teams have been lighting up the goal-scoring records. There's no doubt about that. Bournemouth have only scored three goals in the last five games. I'm going to say that again. They have scored three goals in the last five games. And by the way, this is at St. James's Park in Newcastle. Think about that. Newcastle, well... They've scored five in their last five. Yeah, still not lighting it up, but better than three and five. Bournemouth have only won one of their last five. Last week's 1-0 win over Man United was that one. And by the way, I'm really irritated with them for that because I had almost a perfect parlay card of uh, three matches last week, including the Leicester match. And the last one was the uh, Man United match. And boop, right there, Bournemouth wins it 1-0. And, uh, you know, I'm done betting on United. Uh, Newcastle, they're finally showing uh, they're finally showing a few signs of life, in my opinion, under Steve, Steve Bruce. They're up to 15th. They haven't lost in uh, three games. They, uh, pardon me, they haven't lost in two games. They had the draw against Wolves. Then, of course, they had that big win against West Ham. They did win earlier on uh, against Man United 1-0. Their losses came at the hands of Leicester, and their losses came at the hand of Chelsea. And so, you know, that's um, those are two, you know, I mean, you can't really uh, – two teams that are better than Newcastle. How's that? Um, so I think that Steve Bruce is getting a little bit of life back in this in this side. Uh, two games without a loss, a win and a draw. I think they're going to build on this West Ham United away win. They're going to come home. I know the fans are going to want to see a win. They're, so they're 2-2-1 in their last five. They lost to Leicester Chelsea. They haven't lost at home. Are you ready for this? They actually haven't lost at home. Since the opening day, which was a 1-0 loss to the Arsenal, uh, a win here would get them well clear of the drop zone. It would take them to 15 points if they won. As of right now, that would take them all the way up to 10th place in the table. Of course, uh, Wolves, West Ham, Burnley, uh, Tottenham, United, Palace, uh, Brighton all have to play as well. But but every one of those teams isn't going to win. So one would assume if they were to win this game, they would probably go to something like 12th in the table and well clear of the sucking morass, that whirlpool of the drop zone that Southampton, Norwich, and Watford are in that, you know, quite frankly, threaten to engulf the likes of Aston Villa and Everton. 
those points would get Newcastle well clear, and I think those points are going to be critically important. So I'm going for a Newcastle home win in this game. And just to put this, let's put some odds on this for you, shall we? Um, Newcastle, the line opened for the home win at 153. It's now about plus 157. You can get as much as plus 165 at a couple of the books. Bournemouth are plus 190. The draw is plus 249. But for me, for my money, I'm taking Newcastle United at St. James's Park plus 153 on this one. Steve Bruce's men get it done at home. All right, when we come back, we'll pick it up. Loads more matches to get to. We'll kick it off with Chelsea, Crystal Palace at the bridge. Stay with me here on Fifth Street Soccer. I will be right back after the break. While I'm gone, maybe send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or at Fifth Street Sports. All right, I will be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. The problem I have when I go to the gym is I just never really know you know what to wear because my stuff's really old and disgusting. I want to tell you about a new thing I found. It's really cool. It's this uh, clothing called Vuri, V-U-O-R-I. It's a new perspective on performance apparel. It's perfect if you're sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. Everything's designed to work out in, but it doesn't really look or feel like it. It's really comfortable. I recommend this stuff highly. It's also, by the way, perfect for travel. You know, nowadays everyone basically likes to travel in thongs. This is not a thong. This is great-looking workout stuff, really, really comfortable. Uh, they got super. They got really cool shorts and sweatpants, great stuff. Viore is an investment in your happiness, and they are offering 20% off both to Sports Byline listeners, and if you're listening on the podcast, to Believe podcast listeners. When you go to vioreclothing.com and enter the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, that's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over 75 bucks plus free returns. Go to Viori, V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com, and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. All right, welcome back to the show for Street Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. By the way, uh, just a note, if you like to bet on sports, and I know there's a lot of people that do out there, you might want to consider tuning in every day, Monday through Friday, to Picks and Parlays right here. It's on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you're listening to me on Sirius XM, uh, you can find their youtube page very easily or their website at picksandparlays.net because um they've really got some of the best handicappers around i do actually make guest appearances on that show every wednesday or so or thursday and give uh, like a brief you know pick premier league pick it's usually a little early not all of the odds are out but um uh, i do my best and i have a Great, on a great run right now. So check them out. All right, well, let's get back to the show, shall we? Because I promised you that we'd get to some of the other matches. In fact, we're going to get to all of the Premier League matches. So don't worry about that. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This is at Stamford Bridge. This is Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. This match is interesting for a number of reasons. <clears throat> First of all, there are some records 
that have an opportunity to be set right now. Uh, Frank Lampard can become the seventh English manager to win six consecutive, consecutive Premier League matches, having trouble talking today. Uh, and he can become the first English manager to do that since Alan Pardew did back in 2012 with Newcastle United. And I know uh, <laughs> Newcastle Magpies fans everywhere are thinking, oh my God, if only we could win six in a row right now. It uh, would be absolutely incre- incredible. Um, also from the Chelsea side, Christian Pulisic can become the fourth American to score in four successive Premier League appearances. And uh, Jordan Ayew has a chance to be the fourth player to score away against Arsenal, United, and Chelsea all in the same season. I, I know it doesn't really mean a whole lot, that particular one, but the Christian Pulisic one's very interesting. And uh, for Chelsea, Tammy Abraham. I mean, look, Tammy Abraham. You know, I remember talking to John Barr earlier on in the season, my friend John Barr. He's been on this show a number of times. If you're in the Las Vegas area, you know John Barr from Findlay Toyota. You know, I'm John Barr. I'll do anything to sell you a car. But you may not know John is a huge Premier League fan. He's English, like me, following the Premier League for a long time. And by the way, John put a big bet on Leicester to make the Champions League this season. And he put it in before the season started. He and I spoke at great length about some of these young sides. Leicester City was one. Um, We talked about Wolverhampton Wanderers. We talked a little bit about Watford. We talked about Everton. And those ones have all just completely crapped out. But John put the money on Leicester. He was absolutely convinced Leicester were going to do it. And he also said he had a lot of faith in Frank Lampard's ability to get these kids at Chelsea, these kids that were out on loan in the championship or out in other clubs around the world, brought them in because, of course, Chelsea has that um, two-transfer window ban by UEFA. And... um, you know, they couldn't sign any players. And, of course, they lost, uh, you know, they lost uh, Aiden Hazard, their talisman, their best player of last season, hands down. And they have just been on fire. It's guys like Tammy Abraham who have just stepped up, got it done, nine goals in 13 appearances. And he's only 22 years old. There is one other Chelsea player that reached double figures um, that was younger. And you may not be surprised to know that that was Aaron Robin. Uh, or as my friend used to say, Arjun Robin. Of course, the guy that flopped around and dove all the time. But anyway, all right, so some big, um, some potential records to be made by Chelsea here. But Crystal Palace, they came back to the Premier League in 2013-14, and they've won four of their 12 matches against Chelsea. So, you know, they've got, uh, what, a one-third record against Chelsea. Um I'm not big on Palace winning this game. It's a short trip across London for them. It's not really, I mean, you know, it's away as in terms of it's not in their ground. But it's it's in London. Um, As for Palace, you know, they have not won in three games. They've had uh, two losses and a draw. They lost to to Leicester. Uh, They they drew Arsenal 2-2. And they lost 2-0 to Man City. I'm not sure there's anything in that. But before then, they were on a little bit of a tear. Uh, they had a three-match unbeaten string. Uh, they won away at West Ham. They beat Norwich at home, and they beat uh, they drew Wolves. This is another one of these sort of all-over-the-place teams. Chelsea, on the other hand, you know, had this absolutely bizarre 4-4 midweek Champions League game against Ajax, where they essentially played a nine-man Ajax, managed to come down from 4-1. You know, I'm not sure. My problem with that, by the way, is I'm just not sure if 
if that was the result you'd want against a nine-man Ajax. But, but you know, I mean, would, should you not have won that? It was at the bridge. Yeah, how did they go down 4-1? They, did, were, they were able to come back largely because of the uh, fact that, obviously, Ajax was short players. But, look, uh, you can't argue with a five-game unbeaten streak. And, in fact, a five-game five winning streak. Let's be honest, 15 points in, in five games. Chelsea are on fire, folks. They've lost two games all season. And as much as I would like to read something into the tea leaves, and in fact, I wouldn't like to read it because I have no beef with Chelsea. A fun team to watch. Wish Frank Lampard the best. Love watching these young kids. Love watching Christian Pulisic develop. By the way, liked uh, Crystal Palace as well. I don't have any personal animosity towards either of these teams. But I think Chelsea are going to shade this one. Uh, pardon, edge this one. Pardon me. Uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea on this one and right now Chelsea unfortunately are the heavy favorites on this plus 294 those odds are actually widening as we speak those are the opening lines right now it's like uh, minus 303 uh, thereabouts so I think uh, Chelsea are the favorites here I'm not sure there's a betting play really um, are there going to be a lot of goals probably uh, but I think uh, the bookies have factored in the total goal, a total goal count of three, and I'm not sure it's gonna. We're gonna see more than three goals in this one. So, quite honestly, my advice to you on this Chelsea match is to not bet on it, enjoy it as a purist, because it should be a really fun match to watch. Um, it's funny, you know, when we talk about Chelsea, and by the way, we, we have plenty of time. We'll get to all the other matches, I promise you, including, uh, funnily enough, you know, the big match is Liverpool-Man City. We're going to talk about that. But but in many respects, and I'm a Liverpool supporter, of course. I keep having to say that. If you listen to the show long enough, you'll know I've been a supporter since I was a, uh, a, a kid. But there's something about this Leicester City match at the King Power. It's almost a changing of the guard. Leicester City are hosting Arsenal. When we come back after break, I want to talk about this a bit more in sort of wider terms before I give you my pick. But this is really an exciting fixture. Probably the most exciting fixture of the weekend. Again, Liverpool City, great. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to see a ton of goals in the Liverpool City game, by the way. I'm not sure that's going to be the most exciting game. It's going to be cagey. But this Leicester City team have scored 13 goals in three games. Or 18 goals in five. I mean, you know, we talk about the 9-0 thumping of Southampton at St. Mary's. But we don't talk about the 5-0 thumping of Newcastle at the King Power. This team scores goals. In point of fact, the only team in the Premier League that has scored more goals than Leicester City right now is Manchester City. And, the on and there is no team in the Premier League that has conceded fewer goals than Leicester City. None. Liverpool have conceded nine. Leicester City have conceded eight. They have a better plus-minus goal differential than Liverpool does. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. 
All right, I have to go to break. This is such an exciting match. I'm going to talk about Leicester City Arsenal when I come back after the break. Stay with me because this is some great stuff. I know all the discussion is Liverpool, Man City, blah, 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 huge match. Leicester City Arsenal is the one you want to invest your time in. All right, find me on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports, or you can find me personally at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Hope you'll, uh, you know, reach out to me and certainly hope you'll make me a regular part of your week because I'm on the air Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. on the left coast. That's every week afternoon slash evening, depending on, on where you are. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Street Soccer. Look, before the break, I told you that this uh, Leicester City-Arsenal match was, for me, actually the one of the most exciting matches of the weekend. And, and there are some crackers. I mean, Liverpool City have to talk about that. And we will. We will talk about Liverpool City at length. Don't worry about it. We'll also talk about Southampton-Everton and Spurs-Sheffield United and Man United-Brighton and Wolves-Villa. Slightly less time. Although the Southampton-Everton game could probably use a bit of time. But this Leicester City-Arsenal is really exciting. Leicester City are flying high, folks. They're in third spot in the table on the back of a very young team. I won't say the youngest team, actually, because they're not. And a manager in Brendan Rodgers whose results, I think, are finally keeping pace with his potential. You know, he's finally meeting expectations. Look, everyone's always said Brendan Rodgers is a brilliant, young British manager. Uh, and there's certainly no doubt. And, you know, whether it was Swansea, whether it was Liverpool, was Celtic uh, after that, he, he did well. Uh, Celtic aside, you know, I always find... Uh, whether you go to Rangers or Celtic, or less Rangers these days, but certainly when you go to Celtic in Scotland, I mean, again, you're, you're a you're a a fairly smallish fish in a pond with teeny tiny fish, and I'm not sure what that tells you, but look, he had you know he had good decent run at Liverpool. He clearly got into some issues with ownership. He did well at Swansea. He overachieved. You know, did well at Celtic. But look, it's really at Leicester City, it's at the King Power, that he has really bedded himself in. He's got a lot of young players who believe in him, believe in his system, believe in what he has to say. And tactically, he's showing himself to be an astute game day manager and a very good man manager of the particular type of young player that is coming through the system today. So, you know, that's why they're only two points behind Man City. That's why the Foxes are 7-2-2, two, and two, and they're 6-1 and one in the last seven. Let me just give that, give that a thought for a minute. And on the other side of the equation, you've got Arsenal Football Club, and they have to be looking up at Leicester in third spot, saying, hey, hey, wait a minute, that's my spot. Because under Arsene Wenger, yeah, Arsenal won the, won the Premier League, and they won the FA Cup, and they, they did win silverware, by the way. We forget this. Well, I don't forget this, but people do. Wenger's last few years were 
a disappointment as he, I think, in my humble opinion, um, got a little overwhelmed with being the micromanager that he was and is, because there's a good chance he's going to end up at Bayern Munich here, at least on an interim basis, still managing. But he was a guy that wanted to control all aspects of a football club, down to the monogram on the plates in the club cafeteria, if that gives you an idea. And I think back in the day, that was manageable for Arsene Wenger. But I think as the Premier League era has moved on and on, and the and the pace of the game, and the pace and the quality of the athletes, and and the competition and the multitude of moving parts around the club just became too much of a too much for him. And um, you know, I think management uh, ownership was unwilling, as was Arson, to spend the silly money that was needed to build the type of squad that he wanted. And so they kind of petered out. And look, through a succession, they bring in Unai Emery, and um, he's awful. This is a guy that has, you know, one play in his playbook. And he doesn't have the squad that he needs to execute that play. In my mind. I mean, you know, he he doesn't have a plan B. He's got a plan A and a plan A. And, oh, by the way, I have a plan A. I've seen Arsenal give up more leads this season than I think I've ever seen them do before. I've seen them lose stupid games this season that they should never have lost. I've seen them fail to score in positions that they would have scored nine times out of ten in any other year. And part of that is the quality is just not good enough for the Gunners. They have one Premier League win in five. I'm going to repeat that. One Premier League win in five and that was a 1-0 victory at home against Bournemouth. What has been Arsenal's saving grace, and the thing that has them sitting in fifth place looking up at Leicester in third saying, oh, maybe, maybe, although they are six points off, is the fact that they have only lost two games this season. They lost 3-1 to Liverpool at Anfield, and... I suppose the big surprise of the season was, you know, Bramall Lane. They lost 1-0 to Sheffield United. Love Sheffield, by the way. Totally different topic. But Arsenal are a disaster, and I think that's no better indication of that than what happened midweek in the Europa League against Vittoria Gimarish. The Gunners conceded a 91st-minute goal to let them equalize that game. And we have seen that time and time and time again this season. What should have been a win ended up being a draw. They drew Watford for crying out loud. Look, Arsenal not good enough. Leicester City are going to win this game. It's at the King Power. Mark my words. I have never been more sure of a result. Of course, I'll probably be wrong, but I'm setting it out there anyway. Leicester City, they opened at plus 132. The value on that is really squeezed down. It's minus 102 on some places. You can still get some plus money. I'm showing plus 106 at a couple of books. It opened at one plus 132. Leicester City, for me, on that match. The other one, Southampton, Everton. I'm trying to move along here a little bit because um, I want to certainly have a little time for the Liverpool uh, City game. 
although maybe that's not going to take as much time as you might think. Uh, both Southampton and Everton are struggling. They both got some a little bit of, you know, maybe uh, uh, not all is doom and gloom and disaster uh, in their uh, last game. Everton got that uh, 1-1 draw at home against Tottenham. And Southampton... Well, they lost 2-1 to City, but they gave good account of themselves. And it's still a loss of three points, but it was coming off the back of that embarrassing 9-0 home demolition by Southampton. So they both maybe have a little something to go with. I certainly think that Everton have more to go with here than Southampton. Both these guys, both the managers, so Ralph Hasenhutl, Marco Silva, under enormous pressure here. Um, I... It's so hard for me to predict this game. I, I guess the easy prediction on this game would be plus 248 for a draw. I just have to think at some point Everton are going to come right. They've got a decent squad, not an incredible squad. They, a squad that certainly uh, doesn't equate to 17th place in the table. I think Everton are going to win this. Southampton have conceded 27 goals this season. The most of any team in the Premier League. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm um, coughing up here. Uh, I will survive, though. I'm going for an Everton win. All right. What are the odds on the Everton win? I will tell you since you asked. Uh, plus 150. It opened. It's at plus 149, plus 150. It's pretty stable. Uh, the draw is uh, also pretty stable. But I'm going to go for the Everton win, the away win here at uh, plus 150. Spurs, Sheffield United. Look. Sheffield haven't won away, haven't lost away from home. That says a lot. Tottenham Hotspur are a good team. They have some serious problems. I'm going to make this very quick because I want to get onto the game. Uh, they have some big problems. However, this is where they turn it around. I am definitely going to say uh, that Tottenham Hotspur are going to win this game. They are the prohibitive favorites at minus 190. Uh, so there's no value there on a betting perspective. Man United, Brighton. I don't know what to make of United. If you if you know what to make of United, please tell me. I have a bloody clue, to be fair. I gave them out last last week as a sort of a sure bet. They lost. They lost to Bournemouth. 1-0. On the back of a 3-1 thumping at Norwich, on the back of a 1-1 against Liverpool, 1-1 against Arsenal. They did, of course, lose to Newcastle. They're all over the place. They're very inconsistent. They're good, good, um, uh, good European results midweek. You never know. I'm not going to bet this one. I'm not going to predict, but Man United should win. Wolves-Villa on this one at the Mol at Molyneux. Um, you know, this is another kind of interesting match, actually, but I'm going to say Wolves are going to win this one at home. They haven't lost in five. All right, let's move on to the big one, Liverpool City. Liverpool, um, you know, I have, my, I have my take on this game. Liverpool's front three are not scoring as pro prolifically of they, as they have done over the last two seasons. And in fact, two seasons ago, they scored more than last season. Last season, defensively, they really sort of tightened the ship. This year, and, and last year, their success was really built on, you know, that incredible quality defense that they had. They still have that quality defense, and that is what's carrying them right now at the top of the table. They are keeping this team in these games and allowing them to score those late goals when they need them, allowing them to eke by and get the wins. And that is what a champion does. 
and I predict Liverpool win will win the Premier League this year. This is their year. They're going to win it. Something just not quite right about Manchester City. And I don't know what it is. Well, I, I do know what it is. There's two things. Number one is they're getting a little bit old. Number two is I think Pep Guardiola is approaching his sell-by date there. And I say approaching, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think whatever happens, it will be amicable. He's not going to get fired, uh, nor should he. He's a wonderful manager. Just look at Raheem Sterling, and that's all you need to know about Pep Guardiola, okay? Raheem Sterling under Brendan Rodgers or Raheem Sterling under Pep Guardiola. Take your choice. But I think Manchester City, after winning the Premier League twice in a row, have their sights set on the European Champions League. The Champions League is what they want. Liverpool, of course, won the Champions League last year. They are desperate for the league. I don't think this team gets quite as excited about these Premier League matches, and they already have you know, two losses on the season and a draw, as they did last year. I think the idea of a three-peat is not nearly as exciting as a one-peat in getting the Champions League trophy. Uh, Liverpool, they've been conceding goals, you know, very rarely. They have the second-best defense in the league, second only to Leicester City right now. Look, Man City, on the other side, they have an absolutely whopping prolific attack with the likes of Aguero and Sterling. They've been averaging over three goals a game. Defensively, they've also been solid. They've actually got the third-best defense in the league. Well, fourth, because Sheffield United, if you can believe that, have only conceded eight, the same amount of Leicester City. By the way, Sheffield and Leicester, best defense in the league right now, which is incredible in and of itself. If I told you that beginning of the season, you wouldn't have believed me. Uh, but City have injuries to, uh, to David Silva, Leroy Sané, Laporte. That's a big loss for them. And um, there's some question mark whether Edison's going to be available for this game. Look, I, I think in a perfect world, you're saying this is Anfield, this is Liverpool's front three, who haven't been quite firing quite right. Um, this match, to me, has all the makings of a draw. It's going to be a draw. I'm, 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 you know, I maybe, of course, I could, could be wrong. Right now, a draw pays. I will tell you, uh, Liverpool for the draw pays. Blah, blah, blah. I will look it up here. Oh, it's the next day, of course. So I've got to move along. Uh, the draw is plus two forty. Liverpool, the barely favourites. By the way, the odds have tightened so much. Liverpool, the plus one sixty four to win. City, plus one sixty three. The, the draw is 220, folks. The bookies are saying draw on this one, and I agree with them. All right, that's going to wrap up this segment. I'll be right back to actually wrap it all up here on Fifth Street Soccer. Stay with me. All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Gieber with you. Oh, it's been a great show. Yeah, very exciting weekend to look forward to in the Premier League. Again, if you're tuning into this, I have not mentioned the uh, Watford-Norwich game. Just in case you have it taped and you haven't watched it, I don't want to ruin it for you. So we've looked ahead to the weekend's matches. We've broken down the big match. Obviously, Liverpool-Manchester City. I've suggested to you that the Leicester City-Arsenal match is also quite compelling. In point of fact, uh, so many of these uh, matches are absolutely ripping uh, matches that you are going to want to watch. Uh, just a, a few reminders. Number one, join me every weekday, weeknight, excuse me, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 
right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We broadcast on uh, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. We broadcast on uh, the award-winning Sirius XM app. We broadcast on iHeartRadio. We broadcast on TuneIn. Uh, and we go live to our men and women in uniform around the world, uh, courtesy of the American Forces Network. And we're always very pleased and privileged to be able to bring this show uh, to our service people. I was one of you once, and uh, you may not know that. I came here from England and, and joined the U.S. Army. So I'm a veteran, and uh, with Veterans Day coming up soon, I want to wish all my um, fellow veterans a uh, happy Veterans Day. Anyway, um, lots to get to. You can always find my sort of running commentary on all these matches and on life in general on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, you can also find me uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. And you can find the show on Twitter as well at Fifth Street Sports. Uh, that's a great way to reach out to me. If you have questions, comments, if you want me to bring up a particular subject on the show, you can do it then. All right, folks, well, that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, I'll be back on Monday. Meantime, enjoy these games. Let's check in then and see how we did with our predictions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.